morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deerwalk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O God, whose strength is made perfect in weakness, grant us humility and childlike faith, that we may please you in both will and Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for this 18th Sunday after Pentecost is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 17. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This morning we begin a series of Sundays that will focus on the important topic of Christian stewardship, a subject that is little understood misunderstood, or not understood by many. And yet, stewardship is part of the very fabric of our lives, as, especially as people of God, as people who've been reborn by the power of the Holy Spirit through water and the Word, our baptism, and given a new life to live, a new life that's lived with purpose to the glory of God. The support, care, and management of God's ministry here in this place as well as the care and management of all the other aspects of our lives, is the outward expression of our being children of God. And so the next several Sundays, punctuated by a celebration of the Reformation and All Saints Sundays, as we head into Advent, will cover this very important topic. So we can think of the next weeks as a sort of discussion of how we live as God's redeemed people. That is, the free and joyous activity of the child of God and God's family, the church, in managing all of life and life's resources for God's purposes. We'll address several biblical principles of stewardship, starting today with God's stewards are God's. Now, I realize that this first principle sounds a bit repetitive, but in being so, this foundational principle makes an important point, and that is that we are the Lord's since he is the creator of all things. We are his creation, originally formed out of the very substance of this earth. Subsequently, knit together by him in our mother's womb, as Psalm 139 reminds us. And not only that, but as baptized people, 
we are a new creation. People personally redeemed by God, people given a new life to live. And so stewardship is, as St. Francis of Assisi said, everything I do after I say, I believe. And because of our inherited sinful nature, the most prevalent characteristic we naturally display is being self-centered. Martin Luther, following in the tradition of Augustine, called this in Latin, incurvatus in se, we are curved in on ourselves. This is no mere navel-gazing. This is focusing on the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. With this self-centeredness, we naturally think of our bodies, our lives, this world, our personal resources, and even the resources of this world in relation to us at the center. Or as my dad used to remind me, son, the world does not revolve around you. Now, even in what we do or we don't do for others, it's tainted or smudged with sin. Picture this. It's like the husband. He's working in the garage, you know, working on the car and some other little projects, and his hands are soiled with dirt and grease from his project. And his wife comes in. Hey, I got to run up to the Target or Walmart or whatever. Grab a few things. Um, just going to be gone for a while. I'll just see you in a little bit. She leaves, and he gets the idea. Hey, I'm going to do something nice for her while she's away. So he goes inside the house, and he straightens up the lampshades, pillows on the couch, folds some laundry, and replaces the towels in the bathroom. Now when his wife comes home, she is astounded, and she's angry. For you see, he didn't wash his hands. They were soiled, and all his loving work, everything he'd touched was tainted with dirt and grease. You see, this characteristic of our nature can be summed up in Frank Sinatra's song, My Way. The final verse of the song is striking. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. Yes, it was my way. And it is true, more often than we realize or even want to admit, that we reveal that our old nature doesn't think in terms of ourselves being in a humble yes, on our knees, intimate, dependent relationship with God, let alone as being God's very own stewards, trustees, or caretakers. But Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This helps us put ourselves, our lives, and this whole world into the proper perspective, underscoring the basic truth that God created all things, and therefore he's the rightful owner of all things. For without this truth providing the right perspective and foundation to our faith and life, the only thing left is the idea that all the things we surround ourselves with are ours to use or abuse as we please, as if it all hasn't been put into our care or entrusted to us by God. Now, our reading for this morning from the Old Testament, Isaiah supports and confirms God's love for us and his relationship to us as creator and redeemer as he spoke through the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 43, 1 and 3. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And St. Paul confirms this truth as he tells the Corinthians, and you and me, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? 
you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. God, through Christ, in his grace and mercy, by Jesus' death on the cross, saved us from the eternal condemnation of our self-centered, self-fulfilling ways. And so St. Paul in Romans chapter 6 reminds us, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. That is, having been given a new life, we live that new life with a different perspective on the whole of our life and on all the things of this life. And in our epistle reading from 2 Corinthians, Paul informs us, the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died, died for all, that those who might live no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Everyone is seeking fulfillment and purpose in their lives, and they pursue those in any number of ways. But the truth is, we are the Lord's. We are his creatures, the offspring of the one man he formed from the very dust of the ground. We are an inescapable part of his creation, and we are also a redeemed people, a new creation in Christ. Thus, when we live as if we aren't his, and aren't stewards of his, when we don't live in accord with all that that means, life is then out of sync, and life will then, on the larger scale, seem meaningless, purposeless, and unfulfilled. We then daily reap the fruit of not living the truth, the truth that we are the Lord's redeemed people and are his managers or stewards, as the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good work. God prepared beforehand, we should walk in them. Martin Luther encapsulates our complete dependence on God in his explanation of the second article of the creed. He says this, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. I may be his own live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Just as he has risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This, certainly, God's undeserved kindness and love. You and I are saved from the just condemnation and eternal punishment that our inherited and actual sin merits. And we can and should rejoice in that reality, always expressing our gratitude. You see, the Lord didn't save us so that we would continue living as if we aren't in a restored, intimate relationship with him. Rather, he became one of us, willingly suffered, was crucified, and rose again to save each of us for something. 
and that something was to be reborn and awakened from our spiritual death and disconnection from God to a life of intimate communion with Him and with one another, a life filled with purpose, the purpose of doing the good works God prepared for us to do, which means managing all of life and life's resources for His purpose, which is also perfect and always infinitely fulfilling for the new us. So whether you are in a church, at work, at school, at home with your family, out in the community, or traveling about, whatever you are doing and wherever you are, remember, God's stewards are God's stewards. You are to be so to his glory, according to his revealed will, as we find in Holy Scripture. Not because we ought, as if by doing so we merit God's kindness and blessing, or by doing so to avoid any punishment, but simply because it's a reflection and an expression of God's love and grace given us through Christ Jesus. In other words, it's a witness to the truth of who you really are through baptism and faith, a redeemed child of God, a steward of the one and only God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in whose name our lives say, Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Gracious God, you call us to fullness of life. Deliver us from unbelief and banish our anxieties with the liberating love of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.